underground connect Swiftly moving in the darker night Over this Mikey Clark Bring it A lot of severely depressed kids uh, Really enjoy music a lot So I think this uh, draws a lot Brings him out of his shell socially It's been really good for me Always looks forward to music Well, I had panic disorder Rage, severe depression On top of all that, I'm stressing uh-huh. Took a blind date to my therapy session And then tried to kill her Her first impression was I'm groovy I gotta be, I need a lumbotomy yes. But when I press play, trouble leaves up out of me Fuck the real world and my fat ass stuck in Cause in my music, hotties are fucking Woo. Expression, getting out all I wrote Depression, ripping out all your throat And if my hearing was ever to go Mass murder would be inevitable I'm a slick romantic, quick-witted and funny Take away my tunage and shit gets bloody Pull out the plug and kill the track Instant panic attack, gigantic high Only through the magical world of melody And squeeze and stab it They try to tear us out with rock and roll They don't give me any and I'm out of control All I need is freedom, unlock my soul Ignite my powers, shock explode Just let the rhythm ride And I'll survive somewhere inside it Let me strum with the bass and drum I wanna run to the place I come from This is pain, stress and pressure Paint my picture, so much pressure Kill the quiet, play it again Keep me alive, never let it A lot of severely depressed kids uh, really enjoy music a lot. So I think this uh, draws a lot, brings him out of his shell socially. My name's Mad Child, I got mental problems. Walk around town a demented goblin. I'm the little monster, I'm going batshit. Axes and hatchets, packets of matches. Homicidal maniac, I am diabolical. Angry and maniacal, I'm a human fireball. Stand vertical, mad to mass murder. Recycle, laugh hurting you, mad to mass my very essence, execution from electrocution every sentence, very various verses, sometimes the graveyard of perfection, no comparing our performance to the patterns of regression, incandescent like fluorescent light sights upon the target, when I hit it, I'ma get it, till the music flood the market, I'm a tsunami, swollen army, general frontliner, flatliner, black binder, rhyme book, fact finder, I strive, only through the magical world of melody, I'd rather die, face the sounds of my reality, I strive, only the magical world of melody I'd rather die Then face the sounds of my reality I'd strive Only through the magical world of melody I'd rather die Then face the sounds of my reality I'd strive Only through the magical world of melody I'd rather die Then face the sounds of my reality 
to Maniacal Music Musings, where we challenge each other to listen to an album and pick our top five off of it. That's right. And we even review both of the albums. I'm Jeremy Bryant. I'm Chancey Gray. And we are the Maniacal Music Musers. This week, we are joined by a very special guest, the head bastard of Bracket Bastards himself, the man behind the machine, Freddie Fisher. What's up? And he is the second bastard we have on the show. So we're going to keep him going for the next three weeks. And then we have some other podcasts and other random guests coming on as well. So, oh, I got a lot of podcasts lined up that want to do this show with us. So it's going to be fun. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, well, it's music. Everybody loves music. I'm just balancing my phone on the edge of this thing so I can have hands free. Yeah, Lord knows you need them. And shit, I forgot my baby for this one too. Oh, well. All right. So on this show, we let our guests go first with their album. So, Freddie, oh, yeah, sure. you could tell the audience about your album and why it's so important to you and such a good album to you. And then me and Chauncey shall give our reviews. And then from there, we will just – and then you can give your top five and we'll give our top fives. You know, every time you say Chauncey, it, 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 it kind of bothers me because um, we have the entire thing. It's Chauncey motherfucking fancy. Type thing, oh, dude. There was a guy I used to work with at a factory that was like, that he would always what's say, up, Raymond? "Like, what's up, Raymond?" For sure. What's going on, bro? Uh, I when I was like, you know, getting a move on on the line, he was like, "Oh, Chancey's getting fancy." <laughs> and that's funny. You guys would say that. Well, I like to call him Sir Chance a lot, but also valid. <laughs> Hey, uh, quick, quick question though, because I, uh, I don't know with the entire live situation, is swearing allowed or not, or do you have oh, viewer 100%. issues? So that okay, I haven't been told I can't yet, so I'm, I'm saying okay. I was, I, I was just wanting to make sure because I know on on bracket bastards we we haven't done the live stuff and uh, we're not sponsored, so we don't have to worry about the entire swearing issue either, which is kind of cool, especially on me because I have to edit shit. So there's that. My album though is uh, the brave by tom mcdonald and uh the crew i guess uh they don't really have a a name tom uh tom mcdonald does the theme song to bracket bastards i've been a fan of him since since white boy came out uh 2017 18 around there it's rap music but it's lyrical genius that I, that I would like to uh, proclaim him as uh, you, you either like him or you hate him. It's, it's just, there's no real in between on that one. And I, I I'm happen to be one of the people that like him, the brave uh, two things I, I, I love about this album. One um, is one thing he did, did, did recently is that there was a lost box of the albums that had like 500 albums in, in this one box that he couldn't find. So, so he sold all the, all the albums that he had and he couldn't find this one box. So when, he, when they moved, they're moving stuff around, they found this box. And since they already sold, sold that one line, what they did is they took this box and sold and did a, did a resell of all the ones that he found and every one of them sold. And he took the money that, uh, went 
from selling those to uh, and donate it to the um, uh, you know, Veteran Society or something along those. <laughs> something very military-based uh, for the veterans and so on and so forth. But a world news-type based, uh, based album, I guess. There's songs that have to do with uh, how the, the, the world is today and um, without going into a really, really deep rant on it, which I'm not going to, that's pretty much the best way I can, I can explain it. So. You act like you're so much better than us. Yeah, we know that. Who told you that you're so special to a new world order? Your facts ain't facts without censoring us. Yeah, we know that. Good job, you lose. Here's your medal to a new world order. Yeah, it, I 100% got that when I listened to the album. I, it's very topical. Yeah. Very. But, Chancey, what do you think of it? Um, It's funny, because he was saying that either people like it or hate it. I was very middle of the road with it. Like, <laughs> I, did, I didn't, you know, there was like, like, uh, White Boys. I enjoyed it. Is that the first song on Brave? Yep. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that was a good song. I enjoyed it. I mean, it was kind of like you can tell it's a topic song. I know he's a very not people say he's controversial, but I don't consider him to be controversial. Just because I would, I would call him very, I would call him very unpolitically correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into PC, so like I don't. Yeah, I. That's why I think that's why I see him the way I do is because. Like he's a he's got he's a good rapper. I I was definitely able to pick a top five out of it. Um, but like I said, I was kind of in the middle of the road with it. I would have to go back and take a look at other stuff because, I mean, I had no I had no uh, nothing to compare it to. So, well, you you've heard one of his songs on our oh, theme, on song. The theme song, yeah, yep. naturally, yep. yeah, that, that's pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool how you did that. Like, you were able what? to. One, yeah, one of the cool things about about uh, Tom McDonald too is that he's he tries to help out people uh, like us who really can't can't pay for uh, theme songs and stuff like that. So he says that uh, anything from uh, YouTube stuff to on Twitch or whatever, if you want to use a song, as long as they've already been released, uh, go ahead. And when asked about it, he, he said something along the lines. It's like, every time somebody uses my song, it gets my name out there more. So why wouldn't I want that? After listening to Chansey's album for what seemed like an eternity today, I, <laughs> got to, I got to the Brave, and I enjoyed it. I wouldn't say immensely, but definitely a damn good CD. I did enjoy it completely. And I feel like Tom McDonald reminds me of Lincoln Park in a way, the way he does his delivery, like yeah, I, that's kind. Of, I see it. I could see Lincoln Park, and I could see a little bit of Vanilla Ice the way he does his later CDs, like when he went underground and started doing underground CDs. Like that's kind of like his delivery is kind of like that too. Which we'll get into him eventually on this show too, because after after his first two CDs where he left the when he left the pop scene, he started getting good. But yeah, he's not terrible. I mean. Oh, if wait till I get to buy wait till I bring in bipolar two thousand one vanilla ice. That those that two disc CD is amazing. But 
Tom McDonald is good. I mean, I do, I did like, I did enjoy his music. I can't say I love him. I don't think I definitely don't hate him. I mean, he's done stuff with Mad Child before, so I've heard him before. But he's definitely a good artist, and I agree with a lot of things he says because, like Chancy, and I think like Freddie as well. I don't. I hate PC culture. I fucking hate it. Like, I understand why they put PC principal on South Park because he's a character you're supposed to hate, but because PC is ruining Amer- is ruining the world. I think. The fact that everybody has to be PC is ruining freedom of speech. It's ruining America, in my opinion. But that's my opinion, not everybody's. And I, I do keep it PC when I need to because there. And, and that's that, that's what it is. I, I I think that's the issue is that being forced to be politically correct is the actual issue here. There is a lot of times where I am selective on what I say because I I don't I don't offend people on purpose. If I do it on on accident. Well, it shit happens. All right. Uh, if if you're gonna get, if you're gonna be offended by the things I say, you're gonna be offended by things that that other people are saying. So I'm not gonna be alone in that situation. Now, on the other hand, if I'm meaning to offend you, I'm not gonna only gonna offend you now. You're gonna think about it for a while. <laughs> I agree. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's the way I am too. I don't go around trying to offend people. I mean. I walk. I work in grocery stores all day, and I talk to every employee and every customer as as if they're one person, as if they're all the same people. I don't. I don't go differentiating how I talk to people based on any part of them, their religion, their skin color, or anything. It's just people are people. Treat them as such. It, but we shouldn't be forced to be PC about things. I mean, there are jokes in the world, and there are stereotypes for reasons. And if we want to make jokes, we should be able to make jokes without everybody jumping down our throats, especially famous comedians and musicians, but that's a discussion for another podcast we do, Freddie. <laughs> but so since we all give our reviews of the C D and they were all generally positive, Freddie, what are your top five before we get into ours? My top my I have one honorable mention, which is this this is a song called Revenge. Um which it, it it's just got a really good beat to it. And um uh, it's a good song too. When uh, when I'm at work, which I, I'm going to get back to the work subject when I get on chances too. When I'm at work, I I have the ability to just kind of not really zone out because I'm working with power tools, so I shouldn't be doing that. But um, I I have the ability just to work by myself and vibe out to it and have the uh, um, I just want revenge like type thing. So it's got a hook to it. Or but just getting in the zone rather than zone yeah. Out. Yeah, we're just getting in the zone, being able to focus on my work and everything else is great. Number five is smoke uh, coming from the the line um, uh, "We want the smoke," I guess. Uh, do I just go go down my full list or? Yep. You, yeah. This is this okay. is this isn't like, this isn't like TBA. We don't go around. Okay. I, I I just want to make sure. All right. Um, Four, uh, God we trust, or sorry, or, yeah, in, in in God we trust. Uh, three, clout. Two, white boys, and th- one. One of my favorite songs of all time has got to be Fire Emojis. But I almost, I almost put that on my. Uh, Take a shot, Freddie. Take a shot. Take a shot. All right, pick a number one through five. Three, one, because that one, because that's the number that we match. All right. 
Uh, Jim three because that's the number that we matched. Fuck, Jim oh. Bean Peach. Yeah, I've got and got, yeah, uh, Captain Morgan sliced, sliced apple, but fire emojis. But, but I'm, I'm I'm gonna take a map after I'm done talking. Um, fire emojis. The song is great, uh, but I can't stand the video for it, and it's really weird because a, a lot of because he. He released when, when he does an album. He releases like a new video every Friday, oh, that's cool. and nobody really releases music videos anymore because there's really, really no, no there's no point to it. But he he's not a signed artist. Like there, there's no there's no record record label except for him. Uh, he he does the songs. Uh, he has a friend that that does the editing, and. Uh, uh, for for the music and his girlfriend does the videos for it. Nova Rockefeller, by the way, she's an excellent artist too. If you, if you ever get a chance to listen to her, but um, uh, there's, I wish I had the lyrics in in, in front of me because there's so many there there's so many witty remarks, like quick wit remarks in that song. Yeah, that it's just nuts. But all right, uh, number. Th- you said number three, right? And number one? Yep. All right. Well, so. I, I was just going based on how many. We both actually went based on how many you no, matched we, on our list. Oh, I went I went by the number we matched on. Oh. Oh, so I matched had, three? Yeah, he had, he had, you and I have three. Well, actually, the, right. one, the, the one was going to be an honorable mention. I almost Chancy, picked fire Chancy, emoji. If we're going to do it with shots, it's got to be only yeah. if you match. Only if you match the number, otherwise we're all going to be shit faced doing the show. Well, I listen. So there's two on mine. So and it's you still don't, three shots. It's still Chancy, three shots. Chancy, you don't drink, so you can't do shots. Uh, I ain't scared. I'll fucking I'll rip it. I'll rip it. Skip it. But yeah, ripping ripping all is right. not the same as doing a nip. So uh, hold on, I've... fire emoji is number one. I match. That, that... Me. With that Jeremy. Was, yep, that was my What did I match with you? White boys and clout. But did the numbers match up? No. Then he isn't that take a shot for you. So ha. Huh. So only number one, Freddie. You only All right. to, Yeah, you only gotta do one. I didn't know this turned into a drinking game. I was just going look I was looking for bingo, bro. That's Ooh. cool beans. Jim Bean Peach. I wish I had some of that. Jim Bean Peach. All right. I have actually I've had that, but it's been years. See, after gastric bypass surgery, drinking street liquor is just still not fun. It, it oh, burns. That. It burns, and then you feel oh. like, oh, yeah, Does I'm it sure. Burn that. for longer. It burns your stomach, and then yeah, like for longer. Or but like... then it, it feels like there's a cold fire in your stomach after you take the shot. Right. Like it's weird. It's the weirdest feeling in the world. I can't do street liquor yet because of it, but I can do wine. You know... and I, I could do uncarbonated drinks, but that's it. I love the aftertaste of that. I'm gonna have to start uh, uh, drinking that more. All right, so that's Freddie's top five off his CD. Chancy, what are your top five off Freddie's CD? Um, well, obviously, I'm gonna go with you know the way that they run because it goes white boys and then clout because those are two they just happen to be two that we matched with and it also was just how i wrote it out uh the third one was new world order 
um, <laughs> bad guy, and uh, we all got some things. Who's laughing? We all got some things. The, the final oh, track on the, the final track. Yeah, the yeah. Which, well, none of yours match up with mine, Chancy. But yeah, I didn't figure. Well, n- not number wise, at least. I mean, I have some of the similar ones as you, but yeah. But I mean, for me, it was just kind of like because uh, I liked how it didn't start out like super political, like because talking about the white, you know, like the white boys and then clout, and then uh, you know, the new world order was well, just like it was a pleasant, it was a pleasant t- uh, change of pace. Like it just changed it up. It, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was like a cleansing it out or moving on to the next song. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, I think White Boys was political because I felt that song was a little racist in some ways. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't call it call it racist, but it was very, very gun related. Um, so it, it did have kind of a, a violent tone, but as far as, as I far mean, as like being white toned, I think is the issue. Now he has come out with some other songs. Uh, one song being being White Boy. Which, if you listen to, if you just go off the the name of the song, um, go actually watch the video for it because it's it's a it's a song talking about about race. Uh, it's it's not the song that made him famous, but it is it was shortly after that, and he's got a sh- crap ton of um, uh, a crap ton of hate for it because it's the the entire song is pretty much talking about how uh, that right uh, right white or black. Uh, we're all pretty much the same type thing. Yeah. I, did, so, I didn't, like, how long ago did that come out? Because I almost think I might have saw that, like, on YouTube or something. Uh, probably, because that's where I, I seen it, too. I just ha- happened to go, run across it. Uh, it was 2017, 2018, around there. Okay, yeah, because so, that was right around, like, that was right around the time, like, I remember catching wind of it because people making a stink about it. Oh yeah. yeah. See what the big deal was. That's the first time I heard Tom McDonald. Tom McDonald is because um, I heard some, I read some story about like people hating on Mad Mad Child for being with him, like doing songs with him when like I I guess Tom McDonald said something about pedophiles in one of his songs. Well, I I know he's not a fan of them. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. I just I remember seeing an article about it on Facebook like a year or two ago, and I. I look. I tried looking it up because I talked to Freddie about this when we were trying to sign the theme song for Bracket Bastards, and I was like, I googled it. I'm like, I can't find anything. What the fuck? Like, yep. you think if no. but that's Facebook for you. They talk about shit that doesn't even make the news. But well, that and and he doesn't have the money to combat that kind of stuff. So it, I, I'm sitting there going, it's like it's not something he could just call up Google and say, hey, you got to take this crap down type thing, or sue no. sue somebody in the process. So. No, because he's definitely underground. I mean, he's also like a... at the same time. There's no such thing as bad press. So I mean, oh, to a degree. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Well, I mean, now, I mean, short I... of like, short of like, you know, I think Bill Cosby. Chomo, I think Bill Cosby stuff. That's like, I, I think Bill Cosby and Michael Jackson disagree with you on that one, but this uh, man. Oh, that too. Well, uh, he probably loves it. He probably. I don't know. I, was, I don't know. He probably actually did that part. You know, and he may have actually done that stuff. Benny Max free. But anyway. Like, a lot. 
I had it's like Tony Atlas, you know. Yeah, kind of. But I had three honorable mentions for the CD, and then my top five because I did like a lot of songs off the CD. There were very few that I just didn't. I did, it's not that I didn't like any of them. It's just well, it's a it's a short CD too. It, it is, is actually. Well, it's a it's a short CD. It's after, like forty-eight minutes. Yeah. After after yeah. Nancy's hour and a half CD, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, Man, I know. I, what I, you, I don't know dude, what you're complaining about. Oh, we'll get dude, to, I love we'll you. your album, though. Let's just say that. I did. Thank you. And I, I, I will ex- explain why. We'll get to that in a minute. Later. Don't worry, we'll, get to, yeah. we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to it. Chill the fuck out. But it's like despised my, by my album. I'll, I'll get to that. But the tortures of hell. My, my three honorable mentions were Free World, Bad Guy, and Let Me Go. Yeah, Bad Guy. I, because I, I, I liked all those songs, but they just they didn't make the top five. That's for sure. I mean, the top five I just had to pick. Because number five was Clout, which originally was my number three, but you'll see what pushed it down. And number four was New World Order, because I love that mm-hmm. song. I love that song. I I agree with everything they said in that song. But number three is, which is what pushed Clout down. We all got some things. Because I literally had an hour ride to my last store today, and I listened to the whole CD, like on that ride. And right when I got to the store I was going to, I freaking that song came on, and I didn't get out of my car till it was done because that song hit me like a freaking brick. Like it was just mm-hmm. oof. I mean, I love like with Mad Child and other artists I listen to. I like when they talk about their substance abuse problems because. I never had substance abuse problems, at least that I'm willing to admit, but oh, I, not not that most people I never had an addiction as most people would classify an addiction, but that there's song, a song there, there's a song that Matt, that Mad Child's on too, actually, uh, with them it's uh, Mad Child, Nova, and Tom called uh, Silver I've heard that, I've heard that, that yeah. oh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tearjerker, it really is yeah. and for him, that it doesn't happen very often but we all got some things with a damn good song, and I like how he admits that he freaking has issues still, even though he says he got recovered. Like it's just mm-hmm. the, the truth and bareness of that song just like stuck with me. Number two was in God We Trust because that's another one of his songs. I just agree with everything he said. Like I love, I love how he kept saying "girls have penises" now. Like it's just like. <laughs> That that line made me laugh so hard. Like every time I heard it, because I'm like, it's so true. It's so true. You don't know what you're looking for anymore. But and of course, number one, where I matched with Freddie was fire emojis. Because one, I had to look at the song at first because like I'm hearing it and I'm like, is he making fun of Mad Child or is Mad Child on this? And I'm like, oh, Mad Child's on it. Okay. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like in that song he was making fun of other rappers. Oh yeah. But I thought he was making fun of Mad Child for a second. So I was like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, because like, well, funny enough, Chancy, right before I came in here, my wife has the uh, Samsung music channel playing for 90s. And hi, my, na- my name is Slim, Sh- Slim Shady. I love came on. that. That's like my favorite but Eminem song as soon, of all whenever, time. When, but as I'm sure you do now, too, whenever I hear it, I think of the ICP song we covered a nope. couple weeks ago. Oh, I do. Nope. I know you do, but me, for me, it's just, I still think that... I, I literally am singing along to it while smoking a cigarette in the front porch, and I'm, like, singing the Slimanius lyrics. But uh, I, I love that song. That song just 
I love how that was actually the first Eminem song I ever that was that I ever heard. That's the first Eminem song most people ever heard. I was like, I was a young, I was like, I was pretty young too. Like, oh yeah, I mean, he came out when we were in our, well, when I was in my elementary school, I think he came out, but like, I, was, think I was in middle, I was in middle school. I well, you're older than me. I mean, the gray hair proves it. Oh but, no, I st- I actually started getting gray hair in high school, man. Like, yeah, I, if I didn't get a hair, if, if my hair goes long, you'll see the grays, but not that many, thank God. But yeah, Fire Emojis was bomb ass song. I love it, and like it really was. It kind of sounded like Violent J from Insane Clown Posse was in parts of the song too, but he, I know he wasn't. But I kept no. hearing like, uh, like, but when he when Tom McDonald's doing like the voice to make fun of like people online. Like, that's this voice I heard. I don't know why. I don't know why, because it's not like he's making fun of ICP, because they don't get love either, really. So I know he's not making fun and of them, but... If if you're a fan of, like, comedy-based music, too, um, uh, there are there's so many songs of his that are just... They're, they're funny. Uh, crap. Corny is one of them. Uh, uh, a straight white male... Is a really good one. The videos for these are, are hilarious. I got so, those videos. I mean, I just yeah. Go to... Uh, go to YouTube one day when you're bored and just look up Tom McDonald videos and just yeah. like seriously watch them because they're hysterical. And some of them are super serious and everything else. White white boy is super serious. This house is super serious. Um, uh. A song called "Wannabe" is super serious uh, as well. He kill a guy. He kills a guy in the in the song. It's actually kind of sad. So, oh, I, I think I've heard of that song before, actually. But no, but it's one of his old old songs. Yeah, he's been around for a while. I know that because I've heard his name forever. I just never had the chance to give him a sh- shot. But oh. but I well, that covers up Tom McDonald's CD, which. I'm sure we'll hear him again from somebody on this show. I'm sure, and I'm sure Freddie might bring him back if he comes back at some point. But oh yeah, Chan- <laughs> the bastards will all be back on at some point. I'm pretty sure. But Chancy, let's do your CD next, since I think we're going to pick me up after your CD. Pick me up after. Hey, CD. <laughs> I love hey. his CD, dude. Hey, you don't understand what the amount of shit are. he gave me. The amount of shit Chancy gave last week for Mulan Rouge soundtrack. Oh man, I did. I was just like, I, I, it was awful. Like, I still picked my five, didn't I? You did. I still, I still picked my obligatory five. Yeah, sir. You, I respect you for it, but why don't you tell us why you love your C so much, Chancy? Well, I mean, I really like a lot of the Delta Blues. Like, I think the CD was from. It was like a remastering of something they did from the 60s or some type of thing when he was like super old, fixing the ticket. And uh, I actually came across that album through uh, one of the songs on there called Green in Your Face. And then I looked at then I like basically downloaded three fourths of the rest of the album. Just based off that, because like I've always been a big fan of the modern Delta blues itself. I'm more of a classical blues fan than a modern, outside of Stevie Ray Vaughan. But yeah, no, I, that's what it was. Like I'm big, like on Lead Belly and Muddy Water, Johnny Lee Hooker, the guys who wrote 
the original stuff that's already been remit like it's been covered at least three times at this point now like by other people like any any number of these blues of these blues bands or just single players like Robert Johnson or whatever but for me Sunhouse is a lot like Lead Belly and some of the, and, and and Muddy Water you could really feel the emotion in their voice when they sang. Like, um, Death Letter Blues. It's almost like you can, you just you feel it. The pain. Or the uh, uh, Levy Camp Moan is another one that I was thinking of. Where you feel that he was cheated by somebody. And it hurt real bad. But, uh, yeah. That's why I picked it. Like, it's basically the epitome of most of the type. Like, except for, I don't think there was any electric blues out there. Like, it was all acoustic. Oh, uh, it was it was all acoustic, trust me. I'm pretty, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he never played it. Uh, it was Muddy Water. I think Muddy Water might have played it. But uh, I know John Lee Hooker did. But, uh, anyway, yeah, no, that's basically why I picked it, is because uh, Harvey inspired me with his with his record, and I was like, I really wish that I would have picked this record for him last week, so we could have had, like, a blues face-off. Well, that's the fun part about the show, is you, don't, you never know what the guest is going to pick until it's too late to change yours. I know, right? That's the fun part. So well, I fucked up when I was trying to pick mine anyway. Like I was thinking, oh, I'll go this route. And then I was like, I listened to it again. And I was like, oh, oh no. Well, you, surpri- you surprised him because he did enjoy your CD. But I know. I, I was surprised by that as well. And he surprised me as well by actually liking my CD to some degree. But don't mind people grinning in your face. Don't mind people grinning in your face. Oh, there's bad who is in mind. A true friend is hard to find. Don't you mind people grinning in your face? All right, as our guest, Freddie gets to go next and t- talk about your CD. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, it, it. It was good concerning the events of this week. Uh, the entire um, overturning of Roe vs. Wade. It, I heard about the news going to lunch. It pissed me off considerably. Uh, and then I needed something to listen to. And I knew I was coming out on the show. So I kind of figured I'd just go ahead and turn on some blues. And I, I find it... I, I, I don't miss the irony in the fact that uh, it took a blues record to cheer me up. So there's that. Anyway, my my top five on this one. Honorable uh, mention. We don't do top five till all the reviews are done. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No. Oh, uh, I after listening to BB King last week. After listening to BB King last week, I didn't know what to expect going into this one because I enjoyed B.B. King tremendously because B.B. King 
has high notes and low notes in his music. This whole CD seemed like one low note that if it wasn't for the guy saying the different recordings at the beginning of each song, I wouldn't know the, <laughs> I wouldn't know the song was changing. And like, this CD was, what, an hour and a half long? Oh, at least. At an least. hour and 46, I think an hour and 46 minutes even, maybe, I forget. Because I did find it on Spotify. And oh, I was, you did? I, I, I looked my... Yeah, I was there. I was I, on... Uh, well, because Chansey pays, pays for YouTube Music, I believe. I and, paid for YouTube Premium, and it gives me well, YouTube Music. That's why. It, yeah, like, I, I pay. For, I pay for Spotify so I can get uh, podcasts at free and music at free. That could mm-hmm. be why I wasn't able to find a way to listen to individual tracks of uh, Tom McDonald's CD. I was I mean, thinking I, that might be the case. But I still was able to find a way to hear all of the I mean, I, te- I technically pay for Apple Music, too, because I like to have my library on there of songs I of music I love. Yeah. So, but this CD, though, oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> I literally was at the I'm point. telling you, it's like, that's, it's almost like in and of itself, like, that album is a representation of a giant blues song. Like, having to listen to all of it from start to finish Which... is, its, is its own blues Honestly, this is the hardest CD I've had yet to pick a top five off of. Wow. Be- like, because I'm not a blues person to begin with. I'm generally too happy a person to even, like, be able to listen to blues because it just, blues brings me down. Unless it's like B.B. King where it's uplifting blues and, like, I mean, and even B.B. King by himself, I might not be able to do as much as if it didn't have Eric Clapton in the back, like, singing with him. But I, I'm, I'm just not... Like you I told missed, you last week, you Chancy. You missed the point. You missed the point of one of the songs on the album. Oh, well, I got my top five, so we'll see. But, but one, as I told you last week, the only blues artist I ever enjoyed was Bleeding Gums Murphy. But he's not real. Someone who voiced him was real. Well, yeah, I I don't know who that was, but I don't. I that. think it was actually a real musician, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, I, it might have been, but that was a saxophone thing. I mean, oh, I enjoy saxophone, and I, mean, I, I enjoy I, saxophone I, a hell of a lot more than I enjoy just acoustic guitar nonstop. And I could I could barely hear what the guy was saying the whole time too. My car stereo was like all the way up. I think I think it's an old refurbished record of a dude singing in a fucking tin can. I mean, like, well, he was definitely they, singing. That's he was definitely singing this. He was definitely singing in a studio, though. I mean, because oh yeah, they, got... they had studios back then. It's just that they weren't up to date like now. But they had glass walls, or there are uh, glass, you know, glass walls separating them from the, uh, you know, instrument room or whatever. And uh, he's in there singing into a damn tin can with a bunch of strings running off of it, like Man of Constant Sorrow. That, that style of microphone kind of thing, like it's. I mean, they're. I mean, they're terrible records, or microphones and whatnot. I mean, but I just. I literally I understand was waiting, where you're coming from, but this. I literally great. was waiting for the CD to be over today. That's basically what it was. Like, I wanted. That's to how through. I felt. It's how I felt about Moulin Rouge. Essentially, I mean, I'll take that. I'll accept that. Payback's a bitch. Yeah. Oh. I mean, at least Moulin Rouge was more themed. Pain. Pain is the theme, sir. Pain. Yeah. Well, well, love is pain for a lot of times, but... 
there also was happy songs of Moulin Rouge at least. This is mm-hmm. all this every song in this remind me of my dog died, so I'm sad. Like that's literally the mood I was getting in the whole C D. I mean this is this is the precursor of like rock and roll, right? It? it is, but it rock and roll got better. That's the point. So but, blues, yeah. I you'll have to bring them up sometime and please not next week because I've had enough blues for this month. This look on his face right now is priceless, but uh, but all right, Chancy, give yep. us your top five, sir. So, Preaching Blues was my number one. Uh, Empire State Express was my number two. Death Letter, uh, Death Letter, or, yeah, Death Letter Blues was my number three. Uh, Levy Camp Moan, number four, and uh. Grinning in your face is my absolute all-time favorite somehow song. The, not the alternate version that's on the album. Like See, I knew that was gonna be. I knew that was gonna be your favorite because I heard it. I heard you say it last week. Oh but... God, it's just so. I mean, just just like. I mean, and when I when I got to it, I was expecting like a banger of a track, but instead I was just like, really, Chancy. <laughs> yeah, but see here. Okay, so here here's the thing, man. It's what you're not hearing. What I hear in my head behind, like I said, I like I said when I brought it up, there's this idea that I have when I'm working on it. So like you know how he's sitting there, he's like, "Don't you mind people grinning in your face?" I'm hearing like a bass line. So you're going more of a more of a jazzy blues than an actual blues blues because what what you oh, had was a blue. Was blues that was just straight up, straight up old time blues. The entire do 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 that. That's more of a jazzy blues, which would have uh... would have done better for this track. I, I'm gonna uh, agree with with Jeremy on this one. Uh, it's my number one as well. By the way, just saying. Uh, but that uh, it the the what he was go- not going for, but the the lyrics to that song would have done better with a more of a jazzy blues. Than yeah. the blues blues. Yep. And so, I, the, I would, it's the wrong I was tone. Definitely, I'm definitely intending on covering the bass with like uh, uh, distorted, not overly distorted, but, you know, moderately distorted guitar. So that way the max, like the number one instrument is the voice. And then the number two instrument flows with the number three instrument, which would go guitar and bass. Because they all crash in together. Because he sings, "Don't you mind people grinning in your face?" a lot, and then he goes into certain verses and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But uh, I'll I'll skip the digression there. But uh, I love Levy Can't Moan because you hear he was just fucking depressed about finding out how that girl was just using him for that money when he went went out and worked on the boat how he'd come home and, you know, she'd be standing there crying and waiting for him. And he found out she was running around the rest of the week. It's just, uh, it's like one of those songs that Jeremy was talking about, how it brought back feelings from people in your past. Like, definitely did that, for sure. Uh... Preaching Blues, I thought that was a funny... I always thought that was just a funny song, because he's talking about... So did I. 
He's always like, you know what, I'm going to fucking give this shit up, and I'm in the wrong fucking racket. I needed to start fucking being a preacher. They get money for free. They just got to yeah. up some bullshit. I, I, did, I did like that part, which you'll see when I get to my top five, but... Yeah, yeah, that's that's my top five, and that's the reasoning for a lot of my top five. Because like, like I see what you're saying, how it's like one long, sad, drawn out thing. But what you think, like, grinning in your face is a uplifting song. It's basically saying, "Don't give a fuck about what they think about you. You do, you do the best you can, and you do, and you know, the more you succeed, the more people are gonna hate you." So don't you mind keep a grin with your face. Yeah, I mean, I got the point, but it was just, yeah. Now, um, I, I, I'm going to jump in here. You said your number four was uh, M, uh, Empire, Straight, Empire State Express? Uh, number two. Number okay, two. so. On my list. All right, so your number five was, was grinning in, in your, in your face, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay, if you're going based off of, like I said, because my number five was my favorite, then yeah. yeah. Then yeah. Okay. Empire okay. State so, State. You're, yeah. so you're number two slash four. Yes. Empire okay. State. Empire State. Uh, so M- uh, Empire State Express and Grinning in Your Face, yeah. I had tied with you nice. on, on, on both positions. Nice. Nice. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you liked that song that much. So I took my shots on my CD. This is yours. Oh, okay. Chancey has his rips. Yeah, I got, got, dude. Not only, not only is it regular disc grass. Like I got a whole fuck ton of wax packed in there too. Like it's fucking, it's dirty, it's dirty, dirty. Like ODB would be proud of me. Dirt, dirty, dirty like a truck stop hooker. All right, Jimmy, do you, uh, you do your your top five first, or do I? Uh, you do. With the guest goes after yes, the person who presented the CD. All uh, right. My honorable mention was Louise McGee. Oh uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, number five was Motherless Children. Four, as I said, was um, Empire State Express. Three was Preaching Blues. Two yeah. was John the Revelator, and of course, number one, Grinning in Your Face. Yeah, I forgot as about an, John the Revelator. As an atheist, like I'm surprised I like like that song that much. Um, John the Revelator. But, yeah. But um, because I equated it to uh, John the Baptist. Right. So that, but I, I was just a huge fan of that song. But you mix that with like preaching blues. Right. The fact that it's like, yeah, it's kind of a church-based song and then you have a song that's pretty much uh bashing people in the church you gotta know you crowd freddy he's got a little like, for everybody he's got something for the atheists he's got something for the church folk he's got something for the one something for the folks that just want to get down and dance and drink and have a good time if you you want it he's got it uh i mean i give the entire album like uh, okay granted i'm gonna cut this album in half because the second part of the album is just their their alternate endings or yeah, alternate yeah. to to the actual yeah. thing so yeah. um I, i'm not i'm cutting the entire entire alternate off of it because they're just duplicates of the songs right yeah. for the most part um 
So, but I didn't really care for any of the alternates better than yeah. the original. No, for, for, I kept hoping uh, they'd be better, but same. yeah, as far as an al- the album as a whole, I give it a solid, I don't know, three and a half stars out of five. So, nice. fuck yeah, man. What about you, Jeremy? Oh boy. All right. Jay, well, JB McEasy. I guess I'll get these numbers, even though I didn't write down numbers for them because it just, they all were too similar to me. But number five, and there's a very specific reason this is even on my top five because I need, well, one, because I needed a, fi- a fifth one because I couldn't think of a fifth one right away. <laughs> but it's a down the staff. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because. Because the guitar music reminded me of cat dog background music. <laughs> All right, cat dog. Yeah. Cat dog. Like because episodes of Cat Dog always had like that very stringy yeah. guitar background yeah. music. Yeah, you're not so wrong. I mean, it's like a slidey slide guitar. So it made me think of that. That's why that's my number five. Yeah, number four cool. was Sundown. Oh, I almost put Sundown as an honorable mention. I have no honorable mention of the CD because, yeah, no. But, yeah, you yeah. got trouble getting five. Yeah, yeah I, I really did. I, after I listened to Phrase CD, I had to go back and like look for a fifth. But, but yeah, I mean, Sundown's my number four. Number three is Levy Camp Moon. Or Levy uh, Camp Moon. Mo. Yeah, Moan. Because Mo. I, I did get the meaning behind that song, and I did like it. I was jamming out in a Star Market par- slash Shaw's parking lot, eating sashimi while listening to it. And I was like, this is pretty good. I'm like, this isn't bad. This isn't bad. It's not, dude. It really is. But number two was preaching blues because yeah. I did like the That's... whole I should become I should become a pastor so I can get paid I for got, doing nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like fuck this, I'm in the wrong record. What's up, Dwayne? Or Dwayne? Sorry, Dwayne. Dwayne. What's going on, Dwayne? Thanks for watching. Yeah, dude, for sure. Hope you enjoy the show. And number one, of course. Was John the Revelator because the, the opening mm-hmm. track and it was a damn good song. I did enjoy yeah, that because, yeah, as yeah. as you can as chance you can tell by by now about my music, I like anything that questions religion, anything that questions religion or puts it down. I am all for like it's my bread and butter. It's quite my grandfather is probably in heaven right now, fucking scowling at me. But I just question religion. I have since I was in high school and. My grandfather used to always just like shake his head at it, but maybe he, I don't know. I, I would hope he understands. But anyway, that's my top five. I have no honorable mentions on this CD. I just couldn't, couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> I mean, dude, it made my work day seem so much longer. Like a nine minute drive down the road felt like an eternity with these songs. Like I, I loved every CD you brought to this until now. And see, on on the on the flip side of that, see, I I enjoyed Chansey's album a lot more than I enjoyed Jeremy's album. I think I, my top five for your album, Jeremy, might surprise you because it's not quite what you expect. I think my top five for my album might surprise you both, but but that's a good segue because my is, album, yeah. of course, yeah. was we are a. Cross the Esham Bridge on this show on the first episode. Esham Cherry. But Esham's true wonderfulness came out in Judgment Day. His second CD, that was originally two CDs, 
and actually now it's four CDs because he released two more CDs about 20 years later for the same album, which we'll get into all four of those eventually. But I'm thinking the second part might be uh, for DeAndre or one of the masturbators, but we'll see. I'm still contemplating that one still, but. And the second one, oh, if you thought the first part was something, the second part, the second one has a couple of tracks on it that I'm surprised aren't banned in this country. But they talk about real things, though, so maybe they, that's the reason they're not banned. But, but I love this CD. This Esham I got into, I don't know if I said in, on the first episode, but I got into Esham because of his St. Clown Posse because he was signed to their label for a while in the early 2000s. And then I went back, I started listening to his older stuff, and it was just amazing. Like, it just, I love his music. There literally is not a song on both sides of the original Judgment Day CD that I would skip ever. His music is just so, I love his beats. I love his lyrics. I love his delivery. It's just, everything about him, it's just a perfect rapper to me, especially in the 90s. Because in the early 90s, a lot of rappers that were trying to make it weren't good rappers. Like, they just weren't. But he was... He definitely it, has the L. He does have the eloquent flow to his fucked up And he recorded, I didn't say this in the first episode, I know I didn't, but his first CD, he recorded in his bedroom. Nice. In like a cardboard booth he set up in his bedroom to record it onto a cassette. Because it, it was that the late 80s. He had no other choice. But, and he was, he was 17 years old when he put out his first album. So when this album came out, he was 19, 20, maybe. And he's he's seen a lot in his life by that point, so that's why he can talk about all this stuff he does. But I'm in a devilish mood. I'm in a devilish mood. You don't understand me. I got a split personality, showing you a different side of reality. Late night walking down the street with a butcher knife. Go jam it in the stomach and watch your vomit. Some say I'm sick, hard to get with. From the part of the psychotic dick with red rum, red rum. I gotta get me some, so where's my next? Little old lady walking down the block Hit her in the back of the head with a rock Dump, dump, diddy, dump, dump, diddy, dump, dump Red rock, red rock, red rock Freddy, let's hear your review Yeah, man uh, I know you're not an individualist But I want to hear how how not individualist were Well, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm I'm not I'm not into it Because I'm, I'm a music lover in general uh, I have time at work that I can actually Listen to stuff and I can listen to Stuff like I can listen to the entire album on repeat the entire day. So there's a lot of things that you'll hear the first that you'll you won't hear the first time, but you hear like a couple more times down the road. You get a little bit more out of it and everything else. So uh, I'm not going to say I enjoyed it because that would be lying, and I'm I'm not a liar. Uh, I do not have an honorable mention for this one, uh, just because I just don't like. There's only certain songs on here that I I actually like, but I do like all five of five of these songs, and that is uh, number uh, five uh, is top five. So later, remember? Well, I, I, well, I wanted to mention one. Oh, sorry, one that one that I have on my list is um, uh, finger in the cake mix. <laughs> okay, you actually went to part two then. That's that's volume. It it I was said- all. It was all on 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 the same one, and the yeah, one you sent me long. was like yeah, three hours long, long because you you added an episode of uh, a podcast, uh, yeah, and a, a podcast on it. 
I do that all so the time I w- by accident, yeah. <laughs> I, I went to the actual uh, album, which it just, it just said one, so that's the reason why. So, but And if, if that wasn't on the first one, then I wouldn't have even a top five. Well, it's actually funny because I, I <laughs> sent you that song last week on day I was with the day that Q was trying to give me shit over the album. I sent yeah. you that I sent you that one song because I, I went to volume two while I was listening to it because I've heard it all before, of course. It's I, it's it's fun. I was, I was rapping to that song and saying it to you guys in group chat, so that's the funny part. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Chancy? Honestly, dude, I, I like it. I'm not gonna lie. I had fun. I mean like it was basically exactly what I expected having came from the first one. But like I was just more like, instead of deciding whether or not it was going to be good, it was going to be more so, which of these songs am I going to enjoy the most? Why am I going to enjoy it? And how fucked up is it going to be? And was that going to be why I enjoyed it? I was taken for a fucking serious left turn when I when I started hearing the backgrounds rather than him talking. Yeah. And that will explain a lot for my top five person. All right. Well, let me ask you this though. Do you like what do you like better? His first CD or this the first half of this CD? I oh um, I will, I will say this one only because of the fact that I am a serious sucker for samples. Like, is that, uh, and Isham is a, like all, like all early 90 rappers, Isham's a master of samples. Yeah. But like this one was like in this, in this, uh, uh, volume one, cause I, I listened to all of it as well. I know. So I, it's I'm hard not. It's hard not to. <laughs> I might I might have some from both volumes on this. I don't know. I can't well, promise it. Well, see, unlike you, I didn't want to give you guys an hour and a half CD. <laughs> like, I just thought I, that, was, that was asking too much, I thought. Well. Mine was 45 minutes, man. Come on. <laughs> it was four, no, 48 uh, Whatever. Minutes, three three fucking minutes difference. Come on, I was I was being and fifty seconds. Three minutes and fifty seconds. Four minutes. Oh. All right. Five seconds. A four Eight. minute. Hey, a four minute difference can make the difference between a good lover and a bad lover. I want so. my red stapler. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, so I'll give my top five in this first since it's my CD, and yeah. let me just say my honorable mention. Like I've done a, one other time before on this show, is literally every other song on the CD because there is not uh, a bad there is not a bad song on the CD in my mind. Same, I think it was I think funny. I think it was Esham's first CD. I, I did the same thing because same thing. Yeah. I Esham's first three or four CDs that he did, I fucking love to death. I can't get enough of them. After that, he kind of eh, but until like 2006 when he came back as like a different rapper completely but he still is amazing now but it just happens rappers go through stages in their career i mean well, eminem I mean, eminem did too but 
ICP did. Most generally good artists do evolve over time. They have to. It's either evolve or it's either or evolve or become antiquated and become out of touch and people only like you for your hits. But my top five, which were really hard to pick off the CD, but and you'll be surprised they're not going to be the ones you think they are. My, My number five was Fallen Angel. Because he's basically telling the story of Lucifer, and that's one of my favorite stories to tell. I will never say it's a truth, but it's a story, like all myths and legends. But it's a good story of someone falling, basically. And also, he relates it to his own life, which I like. I related my life to Lucifer all the time, so I can agree with that. But number four is, of course, Hit and Run, because I knew everybody, you both knew that was going to be my top five at some point. Because I was rapping that in multiple videos to you guys in group. Because hit and run is hit. Yeah, I I don't don't watch those videos. Oh, oh, you should. I, I, (laughs) I don't. I can keep up with Eshawn lyrically, really good actually. But hit and run was is one of my favorite songs by him. It always has been. It's one of the things that got me into him more than anything. Because hit and run is just an amazing song. Just the storytelling in that song and the rhyming. I love. I love rap that rhymes perfectly. And he does that perfectly. I do. I I do as well. That's a guilty pleasure of mine, so to speak. Not to like, <laughs> I mean, Hit and Run is just a damn good song. My number three, of course, is How Do I Plead to Homicide, which I like in the beginning that he that actually does. Made my top five. I like. It I did like, make my top five. I like well, that. I like that he did in the beginning the whole, like. It's supposed to be Charlie Manson in court at the beginning of skit in that one. Yeah, I kind of thought that was the case. Like, which I didn't get that for years until I one day it just clicked in my head like White Album Charlie Manson. But, like, I mean, I like that he goes on the whole idea of, oh, albums can make people do this, which can make albums can make people do shit, which is not true, really. I mean, yeah, you may like an album and you may want to be a little bit more like the person singing it, but. It set the precedent for fucking. Ignorant parents trying to make well, it it did, but Isham never got big enough for it to really set a precedent. Thank goodness, but... Well, no, if you know, he might have made things better for people like Marilyn Manson in the future and whatnot. But I mean, maybe, but or Wu Tang Clan or Wu Tang Clan more likely to get because, as everybody knows, some type of murder. As everybody knows, the people who perpetrated the Columbine incident. They blamed it on Marilyn Manson. They blamed it on Insane Clown Posse. They blamed yeah, it on they, Wu- tried. they blamed it on Wu Tang Clan because those were the three CDs that their son had in the room. But no, that's music cannot make you go do things. I mean, no. oh yeah, you listen to Kiss Video albums. Ba- you, you listen to Kiss Video album. Ba- you listen to a Kiss album backwards and it says "Hail Satan." Yeah, okay. I don't. That's maybe what it sounds like, but they're not really saying that backwards unless they're doing it as a joke, which I'm pretty sure Gene Simmons said they didn't. But. It's just the way it sounds when you play it backwards. But anyway, from that tangent, how do I put Homicide's a damn good song? And I like the, like, do, 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 like in the background. Like it's... Uh, the, it's actually a sample from... Yeah, it's from the space... One, one of the songs from the... Yeah, from the Space Jam album. Oh, God. It's, uh... I can't think no, of it. Before that, it, it was sampled in Space Jam, but it was it was uh, it, it well was before that. Actual, it was. Oh well, yeah, it was. Fl- it was fly like an eagle. Uh, 
Whoever sang that originally. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember. I, I can't. I can't. Remember. I want to say Seal, but I know I'm wrong. Yeah, I was thinking Seal too, but it, it doesn't sound right. It's not. It's like. But I mean, that's that's the beauty of Esham. Yeah, I want to say it's that guitar player that's very well known. The pedal. Can you narrow it down a little more? Yeah, oh, I'm trying. with the Wawa pedal? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and he does the thing. It's like he's got it. That yeah, yeah. Runs the, oh my God, there's two of them, right? Aren't they like a duo? Well, no, there's one of them. It's just, it's, it's just this guy. All right, I can't think of it, but. Well, I mean, dude, there's two different artists who are known for doing so. Top but... Facebook user random says Tom Morello. No, 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 not, not Tom Morello. I, I, I dig where you're coming from there, but it, no, this is uh, uh, more, a more older. Uh, I don't think it's Rage Against the Machine. He, he's talking uh, about more of like a old folksy. No, no, it, it was from Bob back Dylan? in like the 60s. No, no, Bob, Bob Dylan? Dylan, not from not Bob Dylan, 60s, 70s. Um, oh. All right, well, if you think of it later, you can come out with it. Yeah, if, if somebody we, from the audience kicks in, or if I remember it. Well, we we, we only have one viewer right now, and he already gave us two ideas. So yeah, hey, I appreciate the I appreciate the ideas. Oh, it, okay. Apparently, it's Jamie. And oh, it's hey, what's not, up, Jamie? It's not coming up as her name. No, he says Facebook user. Yeah, I don't know why Jamie put. It's uh. Clips out here. But yeah, it must. He's got that stupid. He's got the stupid thing that runs in his mouth where he can. Yeah. Hall and Oates? No, no, not Hall. No, not Hall and Oates. Um, um, they made fun of them on Superna- on uh, Futurama. I can't think what the hell it's their name. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other stuff that he did. The other uh, stuff that's like more popular. On the episode of Futurama, it's the one where Bender was playing with them at a like folk music festival. I don't remember that. Ah. I mean, I'm talking about the guy that has a harmonica attached to the front of his face. It's, no, it's he, not a harmonica because that's definitely like Neil Young or yeah, uh, or Bob Dylan. Uh, I was thinking Bob that. Dylan, but yeah. No, it's like a it's like a straw that they, they yeah put it in his mouth and play. It's a wa- guitar yeah. And do, uh, my, my dad loved him. He had the wah wah pedal. I can't think of his yeah, name though. Yeah, yeah. He did like a couple. There's like a couple <sighs> two famous songs he did. But... But uh, if, if you think of it, it later, just matter. come I'll, out with I'll, it. Yeah, I'll think Yeah, that, that was Jeremy's three. But number two is acid because Esham basically invented acid rap back in the early 90s. But, I mean, because acid rap became his thing, and then ICP did it too, and then a bunch of other underground artists started doing it as well, like Little White. But it just became like he – in that song right there, he defined it as acid rap. <clears throat> Which, having done acid once, I could definitely hear that song as, like, done on acid. And I, I love that song. Like, I love the guitar, the heavy guitar riffs and, like, the intro and everything. And, I mean, just everything he puts in his songs is brilliant. I mean, it's just brilliant. Like, people arguing and, like, random phrases being uttered throughout the song. And he just, he talks about a lot of issues in rap before other people really did. I mean, yeah, NWA was out at the same time talking about some of the same issues, but he brings up other issues. Peter Frampton, Jamie Peter just said. Peter Frampton. That is exactly the motherfucker. That is exactly the motherfucker. Thank you so much. I was dying. I was yeah. literally dying. Over here. Jamie motherfucking Fuller Sparks. Who will be on next week. 
Woot woot, bitches. But number one, of course, is <laughs> number one, of course, was one of my favorite songs ever done by Esham, Devilish Mood. Because I love the intro. You can't understand. Not me. a single. I, not a, I got. I didn't. I didn't match up with a single one of your songs. I had one. One. Yeah. You. Yeah. I know which one you're talking about. But devilish mood is just. You can't understand me. I got a split personality. Like I love that. Like. And I love that he like throws the whole red rum thing in there multiple times. Like I love. Yeah, I, I love that great, reference I always. Like that. I, like, yeah, rap- I did. I did like that song as well. I mean, I know a lot of rappers that use Red Rum references nowadays, but he was doing well, it back so in I the... went down to the store and got some. Yeah, I like. I love how the whole song is about like a homeless person trying to survive. See an old lady walking down the street, hit her in the back of the head with a bro- with a rock. Like, like it's just hilarious. Like it's not hilarious, but it's kind of like disturbing. It's, but it's hilarious. It is disturbing. It's like, wow, this is on a song. Okay. Is that three or four for you? That's all five. Uh, five. Let's go to I'm stoked to hear your five, man. But before before we go to Freddy, I do have to mention a couple more things in this. Oh, did you have a couple? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, they're all on women. Every other song in the CD is on women. Oh, yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, (laughs) it's a way. But I didn't know we could do that. I would have done the entire CD for on. On mine, dude. Well, They're all good to, songs. You're allowed to hype up your own <laughs> CD as much as you want when you do it. Just know that. For next nah. Time, your but, show, dude. But I'm not going to hype them all, but Mama Was a Junkie. I love that song because I actually wanted to send that to Jess because I think she might actually like see that somehow because of like, her past. Like I'm not going to get into it on my show, but it's and then it's not my to talk about, but just things she's told me, I think she would love that song. To some degree, but and of course I love "Once You Go Back" because I want Harvey to listen to that song so fucking bad. Because I had my friend Damon at the last job I had, and he was also African American persuasion, and I played that song for him, and he was like, "Yeah, that's what I used to tell girls back in college." But he's like, "I'm married now. I can't tell girls that anymore." But I lo- I love that song. I mean, I use that. I've used that song and sent to girls and being like, "Just say so you know." But they're and they're always like, but you're not. I'm like, I am on the inside. But and uh, I met this girl. Yes, I wanted to put that in my top five, but I just couldn't because there are better lyrical songs in that one. But I mean, that one's basically hit and run, but differently, like sung differently with like a different story. But wow. I love that song. He he did that song again. He did that song again, actually, on an ICP compilation album, but under a different name. And losing my religion, I want to put on too, but because I, I love that, I almost put that on as well. But I, I thought about it. I because I, I I identify with that song in high school when I was slowly losing. Like my parents take me to church and being like a good little church boy who goes to church and hands out the freaking pamphlets in the back and everything, and I would actually collect, like, the money and everything during the middle of the... I collect the offerings and stuff, because I was a good little church boy who loved going to church, but in high school, when I started falling out of all that, losing my religion, like, stuck to me so bad. Like, it just... That was my song back in the day, but... That's mine. Freddie, what are your top five? The only problem with 
losing my religion is that it it the the name of the song automatically puts uh what is oh, it yeah. yeah that the the other lose my religion in my head and you can't compare to that that song that song is just great i do so, love that song and i love although when I, think, it. I i'm not sure if i'm did this did this come out before that um i don't believe googling it right now because i'm curious but i don't believe so i feel i don't think oh, it, i don't think it rem is the one you're talking about right freddie yeah yeah yes say wait a minute 1999. I, I wait a minute. Uh, okay, so REM came out with theirs one year before Ishan put out his. Okay, well, I mean that's close enough. But well, I mean, it's still, it's still feasible that they could have both been working on it simultaneously. Well, then there it's, it's it's different songs. Like it's just it, it's it's just the it's just a title of the song that 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 reminds me of the, the other one. And, and I grew up w- listening to the other one, so I can't. Uh, yeah. See, I um, did. I heard Eshaw first, and then Glee showed me the other one, like in two thousand and seven or eight. Yeah, that that was a good version too. I mean, it was. Uh, I'm not going to say it, it's better, but it comes from close. Um, the only one that matched for me on yours and didn't match the same same number, but it did make make my list is number five. Was how do I plead? Uh, yeah. Just because I enjoyed it. Number four met this little girly. Uh, just uh, one is it's, it's a funny song, but I do love the entire. Um, uh, it the 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 music reminds me of uh 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 tricky the song tricky oh by uh run dmc yeah, yeah so I could, I could hear that yeah oh i could i can definitely hear it like the entire song like i i kept wanting to put put tricky lyrics to this song and it's just well it, real, it, though, that... it's uncanny I picked up a lot of samples in this. Yeah, album, there's a lot of samples in it, I, which is it cool. It's easy for me to pick my top five because samples, mostly because of the samples. Like, actually, three of them, or no, two of them were specifically sampled only, but others were, you know, other stuff kind of it. Yeah, for sure. Like, they had so many great samples from different shit that, like wait a minute you have to listen to it sometimes twice or sometimes like you'll catch a note in between them speaking and you're like this that's not that's this wait a minute that's the song why do you let finish (laughs) that's all right yeah Uh, usually my story no um and it, it reminds me of uh wild thing the yeah, song can, "Wild Thing" yeah. as well. I, can, I can definitely like that. to do the wild thing. That one, like it, it oh, reminds me so much. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me so much of that song. It's always one of my favorites as well. Number three, "Finger in the Cake Mix." I, I've already told you why. Number two, uh, "Mama Was a Junkie," and number one, "Once You Go Back." And I thought, I thought it was "Once You Go Black." 
But on the uh, album, it, it literally says, once you go back. Yeah, it is once you go back, yeah. So, which... But then he, he does change it up towards the middle when he says, once you go black, you don't go back. But but one, the name of the song is quite literally, once you go back, not once you go black. I know, because I think, I think, I don't know, he just, I think he didn't want to call it that because it made it too obvious. Now, the reason I say that is because you, you put that on one of your lists, and I can't remember which one it was, but... um. For I think it was either breakup songs or guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Guilty guilty pleasures. pleasures. All right. Because Which, I'm not because I'm not black. Because I love that song though. Yeah. Neither neither one of them we've we've actually gotten to yet. The breakup songs we're going to be doing around Valentine's Day next year. Um, the guilty pleasures we we may go ahead and swing around. I'm hope hoping around Christmas, just because it'd be a fun thing to do to put to put on the. Uh, naughty list instead of the nice list right around Christmas time. But yeah, that that's my top five. Uh, I give it a solid three maybe out of five. Uh, and that's being, being gracious. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, it's, it's okay at best for me. So. All right. Well, Sir Chance a lot. It's your turn to be up. I don't know what to do with my hands. Sounds like. Uh, okay, so my number five, since my number five didn't really match up with anybody, which is fucking crazy. So, like, first off, I love the first track, which is literally, like, just nothingness, because it had all this crazy stuff with a bunch of different samples in it. And then uh, nine, uh, nine Dead Bodies. I love Nine Bet. I love that song because it had that ZZ Top sample in it in that song. Yeah. So those are my number one and my number two because of those just beautiful sample, like the samples in the tracks that led into one another. Uh, well, number- if, if you did listen to Volume 2, then you then you heard the you heard the first song in this volume too too has Black Sabbath in it. Yeah, yeah, I did. It was uh, War Pigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I then I then switched it up and went down the line down to Ho Roll because that's my number three. What song? Ho Roll. Oh, that's a volume two as well, yeah. Yeah, so, my bad, dude. So, like, I fucked it up. Yeah, we're getting to volume two eventually, so uh, I just, I like that because it was one of those things where, like, while I was playing, I literally was waiting for, uh, I was waiting for Juicy J's infamous Don't Little Freak in Hollywood. Ju- Juicy J wasn't even rapping at this point yet. I know that, but, like, it's just one of those things where, like, it was at the proper cadence. He was he was singing it about a bunch of similar shit. It was yeah. fucking awesome. Uh, let's see. Number four is Living in Incest. I, that's I a, fucking... It that's, was, a, that's the song I was talking about in volume two that, like, I'm surprised isn't... Ba- like, that will streak on the car while we're driving. My wife would be like, just turn that off. Like, like, yeah, like, I, I didn't like it because, like, I enjoyed it. But it's just one of those things where, like... You he, like the... 
the skits, like the Michael Jackson skit. Well, I mean that, and like, I mean he like, it's almost like, even though in that, I mean, it's almost like he's trying to like get a message out, like. That's exactly what it is. He's trying to advocate that's happening in America, but nobody was talking about it really. Right, like you could almost. I mean, it's, it was, it, it was basically like a rapper trying to make a rap song about some shit. It, it, I mean, it just—it's it, still—I it, mean, it's, just, it's disturbing, but not for—it's not for just the sake of being disturbing. Yeah, it's—it's not like he's pro; he's anti. Yeah, he's he's just, yeah. And I, I mean, I love the whole Tito, go get a tissue. My booty's bleeding. Like I love that part. Like it makes me laugh every time because it's like supposed to be Michael Jackson. But. uh my number five is you want to know something. And the reason that I like that song is because it's fucking smoke on the water. And uh, the, uh, the, there's a sample to it where it's three little, ah, ah, ah. I can't remember what off. Like, it just suddenly left my mind. I had it. I didn't write it down, but I had it in my head. But it's a sample from, like, it's not, I, I don't think it's uh, Murder Was the Case that they gave me, but I think it is on Friday. But, yeah, I, I, I just find it hilarious that four, that the, like, four out of your top five are from volume two. That's so fucking. I didn't even realize it. Well, maybe when we do volume two, you can bring uh, four from volume one. <laughs> I guess. It was fucking... I saw. I'm sorry, dude. I didn't even realize I was gone. For I know. I should. Well, I, I. That's the reason I said it as a playlist. I mean, like three times I add a podcast into it by accident. I always end up removing it. But my shit fucking gets all fucked up. Starts playing other shit that's not even on the list. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't, even I don't know. Your Spotify seems weird, but yeah, my Spotify is like, But well, we talked about all three albums, so we have. next week we will have Jimmy Motherfucking Fuller Sparks on our show, the mouthy bastard. But Chancy, did you figure out what you want to bring to the table for her? All right, so that's Chancey's CD he's giving to Jamie and myself next week. While he tries to figure out his audio issues, I will say, Jamie, my CD that you and Chancey are getting next week, and I just I was trying to decide between like three different bands for you. There was one band I was going to give uh, Jamie because she said that she liked this band. She loves one song from this band, but I didn't want to give her that one. And funny enough, all three all three of the bands I was trying to choose from were on my birthday bracket that Jamie was supposed to be on, but wasn't. So, I did pick one band from my birthday bracket, and I was trying to decide a CD, and then I remembered one song on one CD, which I'll talk about next week, and it sealed the deal. Y'all going to be listening to, the for the first time in this podcast, Power Wolf's Sacrament of Sin. Which Powerwolf is a German band, a German rock band, where 
they actually all wear wolf cloaks while they're performing on stage. That's a cool but gimmick. It's, it's gotta get awesome. hot though. Well, they don't wear. They don't wear like it's not like war where like they're like in full body suits. They wear like the wolf skins over them and everything, and like still the with like the stage stage lights and everything else going on, dude. I I've been on stage. It gets warm. Well, how do you, how do you think war yeah. feels wearing that cod piece all night? Well, I mean, it <laughs> probably feels pretty sexy. <laughs> I don't know. I... But yeah, Power Wolf's a German rock band that I fell in love with back in like 2016, 17. Uh, and then their 2018 CD came out, and it it's not their newest, it, it, but it's their second newest. Oh, re- really, Jamie? All right. I can get I down with that. I didn't see it yet, but... It's exactly why uh, I kind Slipknot, Volume 3, South versus... <laughs> Chancey's like, I'm from Iowa. I know this shit. <laughs> I'm going to get up... Hey, I'm from it. Iowa. I, I didn't know this shit, so... Okay, I mean, because I, I know that CD and I love it, so I'm, I'm fine having to listen to that again. That ain't going to hurt me at all. And Chansey, I have no idea what to expect with your CD, but is it rap, actually? Are you bringing no, rap? It's not. It, it's like, it, uh, technically what it would be referred to as Gent, D-J-E-N-T. It's like from overseas, and it's like a style of heavy metal that's usually played with like Seven or eight, sometimes nine string guitars. All right, I'm down for that. That's, I bring you a lot of overseas stuff, so we'll, we'll, I'm good with that. And I actually have some overseas stuff for when Jess comes on. I was talking to her about that today. So, well, folks, that's gonna do it for uh, maniacal music musings tonight. And I'll have to edit out a lot of that last part, but yep. <laughs> but we thank you for listening and the few the few that came in and watched. I'll have to start spreading this out more on Twitter and whatnot to get more list watchers. But well, I've been, we've been graciously, we've been graciously having Freddie fucking Fisher, the head bastard of Bracket Bastards, as a guest tonight. And as we already said, our guest next week will be Jamie motherfucking Fuller Sparks, the mouthy bastard, the luscious bastard. And I, of course, am your host, Jeremy Bryant, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, me, Sir Chancellor Sir Chancellor Yes. And we will be back next week. <laughs>